Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. Uh, The number to dial is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. And of course, we can also be reached 24-7, but especially during the show at 720-336-0897 for texting. So we have a texting uh, open line, and we also have our phone line open so that we can uh, dialogue and discuss whatever the Lord has on your heart, whatever's on your mind. Um, We can open the Bible together. We can pray together. Uh, We know that we are... um, we are very encouraged in uh, the Lord and what he has for us. And it's a blessing to have the radio station that we can do a lot of things to reach people that uh, aren't normally reached. And I was thinking recently, uh, probably the last three or four weeks, uh, for many years, and I'm, I'm going to invite you to pray with us, okay? Uh, so uh, I, we take your prayer request, but this one has been on my heart for a while. And I'm inviting you to pray with us. Um, We, for many years, had an over-the-air free television station that we leased. We didn't own it. We leased it. And then the guy pulled the lease out from under us and sold it out. And and it was a really bad situation, which is sad. Uh, At any rate, uh, we called it Grace TV, just like Grace FM, but Grace TV. And, and I know about putting it online and, and having it online. We could duplicate that online, but we really have a burden to reach through television. So I would like for the Lord to open a door that we could get a local, low-power uh, television station that we can lease. One of the sub-channels, um, anywhere on the dial, that we can put uh, teachers back on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, our station wasn't the most polished, you know, and and it wasn't the it, it wasn't the clearest, but it was amazing. We were so blessed to have it on. I think we went on a couple, three different station numbers, uh, three years at a time. I think I'd have to look back at the history, but pr- join us in prayer, would you? I would. I believe the Lord would want us to add Grace TV to our offering here in the Denver metro area. Uh, and that's primarily because where our church is located. But I would love to have, uh, and and we don't want to own it because we don't want to have to keep it up and get engineers. And it, we've got our hands full with radio. But it would be great to lease it and put Grace TV back on the air. As a matter of fact, I think if you look up our church on Google or or Apple Maps, Grace TV still shows up at our building, and we miss it. And I noticed, I just noticed people getting ripped off um, 
theologically on television. And people are cutting the cord, going back to antenna. And uh, so join us. And if there's any update, I'll be sure to show, tell you. But, um, you know, it's going to take a miraculous work of God, like just total open door. But that's how Grace FM happened. Grace FM happened with a phone call. And that phone call led to a meeting in Starbucks in Castle Rock. And then that meeting in Starbucks uh, led to a meeting with our banker. And that's it. We have it. And God gave us Grace FM. Don't misunderstand the word gave. Uh, It was a very financially expensive purchase. But God was the origin of that. And he's also the provider of all the money that was necessary. Um, so we're grateful. And you know, you hear us say we, we have uh, expenses and such, and we do. And the original cost, it's public knowledge, so it's nothing um, nothing that we wouldn't put out there. But I, uh, I think we were close to $3.1 million to purchase Grace FM. Uh, and so it does, and then it takes a lot to run it every week. Uh, and I know that Hope FM and Truth FM and even some of the LP FMs, while the numbers might be different, uh, the expenses are the same, and it's usually just proportionate, right? Um, it's a it's a proportionate thing, and God enabled us to do it, uh, and we did, and so uh, we're coming up on ten years. Isn't that amazing? Ten years, Grace FM in Colorado, unbelievable. Oh, lines are full, so thank you guys for calling so quickly. We're going to go down to Colorado Springs where we broadcast on one hundred one point seven. Esther, welcome to the program. I'm glad to talk to you today. If my voice sounds familiar, it's because I was on the phone with you last week. But I have a really urgent prayer request. Okay. Um, I am, um, I had a detective show up this morning at my door. I wasn't home. And I know what it's about. I'm being accused of something that I absolutely did not do. And um, the other person that was involved already bore witness to the fact that I did not do it. And um, so I don't know whether they're wanting to close it out or stir it up. But I just, and it wasn't anything for the name of Christ. I can't say that it was, because it was not. But I just want God to intervene and have his complete way in it. Well, let's do that. Let's pray. Father, we're asking you for your wisdom and insight for my sister as she deals with uh, these, um, this legal matter and uh, the reality of, of facing accusations, false accusations. And I, I was thinking as she was talking, God, how often David in the Psalms talked about enemies and false accusations and things being said about him and to him and um, around him. And so I pray, God, that the truth will come out and that justice will prevail. We know, God, that you value justice. We know that you are faithful and equitable. And we pray, God, that you uh, would would help our sister navigate through this challenging time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Uh, By the way, I heard your station in Colorado Springs when, when it was on the air. Grace yes, TV. we were. Yes. So I'm, I'm praying Pray that us. you get it back and that it somehow the Lord makes it reach all the way down here. Okay. Praise God! I, I, I forgot that we were on. We that our station did extend the springs for a for one of those um, one of those leases we had. So 
um, we definitely want to cover as much as we possibly can. Oh, yes. But we're for whatever God wants you to have right now, so. That's right. Amen. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Taking your calls and your questions. Um, Give me a text if you need. We, We like to fill the show with texts if... Uh, we don't have phone calls, so you can text me at 720-336-0897. Uh, line 2 in Fort Collins is Dalton. Dalton, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I just have a quick prayer request. Uh, my, I've called and asked for prayers for my uh, friend Scott. He's really more of a brother to me. Um, but he's been battling uh, brain cancer for a little while now, and after I asked for this request, I guess uh, I'm probably just going to hang up the phone because I'm driving, so, um, but anyways, okay. the way things have been going, I need to admit to it, but I know one of two ways, either he heals us in this life or he heals us in the next, and uh, the way things have been going, I don't I don't believe that... Uh, just doesn't seem like he's going to be healed in our our lifetime here um yeah so i just i guess you know i still want to pray for the possibility because anything's possible with god of him being healed here but if he's not i just ask that he's welcome home and and uh um he goes peacefully if that's the way it goes okay let's pray for him and it's okay if you hang up, no problem. Okay. Father, Thank I you. pray for Scott, uh, who has been battling valiantly this cancer in his in his brain, and um, you know it doesn't look good, and it's discouraging. Like it even changes the whole tone of our of our thought life and our prayers. And Dalton, not only not only does he have a good friend in Dalton, but he has a friend like a brother. And so I pray that Dalton would be an encouragement in in Scott's life, and that God miraculously. I always find a great weakness in my faith, God, when I'm praying for these difficult, impossible things. It seems like, God, I have more confidence when it's something smaller. Um, and even even whether it's health or some other big provision, uh, you you know that so many times we lack faith. And, and so I pray, God, that like that man that was carried and let down through the roof in front of you, Jesus, uh, we... We want, we want to live off the faith of others. You know, we want to, in our times of weakness, we want to be surrounded by the encouragement of others. And so, Father, I pray for the healing uh, that you would continue to give doctors wisdom, even alternative treatments or uh, just some other second opinion that would open up a different avenue of treatment. I mean, anything, supernaturally. We pray for Scott and lift him before the throne room of grace right now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thanks for calling, Dalton. We're going to move over to Eaton, Colorado. Katie's on the line. Katie, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you? I'm doing okay. Good. Well, I just, I told when told your phone guy when I called in that I I heard you mention Grace, or grace TV, and I just, oh my gosh, that was just, so exciting to me. Um, when you first started that, 
years ago I got me an antenna and all it took some doing, you know, to get it. But that was a huge blessing. And I yes. love that channel. So I just wanted to call and let you know that I truly will be praying for uh, Grace TV to come about again. Thank you. I I, I want to see it come back. You. I really Is there do. anything we can help you with today? You know, uh, no, prayer-wise, I, uh-huh. you know, we're just kind of going along. But the other thing I do wonder about, though, is the <clears throat> Saturday morning kids club. As, a, as Grandma, I really used to enjoy listening to that as well. Is that, that just not be able to work out? Yeah, we had some difficulties with that, with the production of that program. And, and so we haven't found an alternative uh, production yet. Uh, and so we want to get it back too. you know, I, I, I took that idea from pastor Chuck Smith. Uh, he used to have a kid's program, uh, on, uh, K wave in Southern California. And I wanted to bring it so bad here and it was so good while it was on. Uh, but we, we, we just ran into so many production problems that, um, we had to cease airing it and we, we haven't been able to find an alternative yet, but Thanks for putting that back on our radar. I'll, I'll make sure that we put it on the list of things to tackle because I think we haven't paid much attention to it since we took it off. Well, it was a very good program even for grown-ups, John. Oh, yeah. And kids, when they get involved in that, and if we were driving somewhere, we couldn't stop until it was over. <laughs> I agree. I, I Those are um, Salty and uh, GT and the Halo Express were two of – of the cassette tapes that we raised our kids on, of course, adventures and odyssey as well. Like, so it's kind of reliving our parenting when our kids were little. And, uh, and I really like the, the additional production value, uh, that we were getting with those characters and in between, it was just really good. And we were super disappointed with all the difficulties we had. And so pray for us. We look forward to, to seeing, uh, to seeing something rebroadcast. Absolutely. I surely will. And I thank you for, all your service and time and devotion to um, the Lord in this radio station. This has touched a lot of people as well. Oh, praise God. Thank you for that. God bless you. You too, Ed. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Uh, 303-690-3000. Let's see. Uh, we're heading up to Greeley now. Helena is calling from Greeley. Helena, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a prayer request. Um, I am a single mom, and um, I own my own home, which has been for sale prior to the coronavirus issue. Um, But I also rent acreage for my livestock, and my livestock um, serves the purpose of being sustainable food for my son and I, as well as um, a business. Um, And in the last week or so, there have been some significant safety issues with a man that the property owner uh, recently allowed to move onto a travel trailer, and he brought um, a very aggressive dog, and he's been very aggressive towards myself and um, harassing and attacking my livestock. Um, I talked to the owner about this, and she did nothing, and so I was forced to take this uh, to animal control um, to try to get this dog removed from the property. And because I did that, she is now giving me my walking papers. And she and I have had a very harmonious relationship for three-plus years. And in the blink of an eye, she told me I have to leave with the animals. And um, 
She's going back and forth between 30 and 60 days, and frankly, I have a lot of livestock, and it would be um, an extreme financial blow if I have to sell off this livestock right now. And so, um, you know, I have custody orders allowing me to move out of state, and that's been the plan, and I'm just asking for prayers that um, God opens the doors to get this house sold. And we at least have somewhere to go with the livestock so that I don't have to start over again. Yes. And just well, let's pray. Um, peace about this situation. Father, we lift up our sister to you with a just a really heavy turn of events that touches every part of her life right now. Even in the midst of this crisis and quarantine and all the pressures that have come during this time. I pray that you would give her a... Um, a relief, Lord, and even speak to the owner uh, that might be beyond this added uh, person, you know, that's causing grief and challenges and and get behind the scenes, Lord. I pray against the spiritual warfare that's behind this, uh, the, the demonic assignments and the, the demonic activity behind the scenes. And when we're asking God that, that you would, uh, we would hear a phone call very soon of how this was resolved in a way that that honors you, but also takes care of our sister and her family. And if it needs, if if need be, Lord, for her to find another area, another place, I pray that you would provide that according to your riches in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay, let us know how it goes. That. Okay. I will. I will do that. All right. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. 303-690-3000 is the number, 303-690-3000. Uh, we're going over to Longmont now. Julie in Longmont, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor. Blessings on you today. What a wonderful blessing your station is. Uh, I was listening the other day when Bianca called in, and yes. I was reading in Oswald Chambers, and uh, it just seemed her her name just popped into my head. The Lord put it there, I think, and I have several lines that I'd like to read, if if I may, from Oswald yeah, please, Chambers. Please do. Sometimes God puts us through the experience and discipline of darkness to teach us to hear and obey Him. God puts us into the shadow of his hand until we learn to hear him, Isaiah 49, 2. Whatever I tell you in the dark, pay attention when God puts you into darkness and keep your mouth closed while you are there. Are you in the dark right now in your circumstances or in your life with God? If so, then remain quiet. If you open your mouth in the dark, you will speak while in the wrong mood. Darkness is the time to listen. Don't talk to other people about it. Don't read books to find out what the reason for the darkness. Just listen and obey. And I, uh, she just came into my heart, mm. and I thought, this is a, maybe a word for her. Well, that's very encouraging. Thank you for sharing that. I, I'm certain that it wasn't only for Bianca, but many other people can receive that same word. I like, I like what he says. That don't, don't go to listen to anybody. Don't go read a book, but listen directly for the Lord to speak. But, uh, yes, and uh, he, his devotions are tough, but he's, he so sometimes. often hits the nail right on the head yeah, repeatedly. <laughs> I agree. He, sometimes his are, he's a, he had a very strong, exhortive gift. Yes, 
the Lord took him home early, but uh, his wife uh, was able to, you know, she was a court stenographer, and she was able to take him down word for word. I read that she would sit in the back of the room when he taught, and she would transcribe uh, his his, uh, teachings, and we have it today. Wow, well, I didn't know that. Well, blessings on your station. You. Uh, I, I have, you, you're on, Grace FM is on, all I have is my radio, and it, it's just oh. a real blessing. Thank you so much. Oh, wonderful. You're welcome, sister. Bye-bye. Uh, Pastor. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, my son called a few days ago. He he tripped and fell and really bunged up his knee. His name is Jim in Lafayette. Yes. Yes. Pray for healing, please. Father, we, we lift Jim up to you by the power of your Holy Spirit to bring healing into his knees from this fall. And God, we know that our, our bodies are very fragile. Uh, we are very intricately created by you and made. And, and yet, at the same time, you're also the great physician. You're Jehovah Rapha. And whether we're praying for our friend that is battling brain cancer or we're praying for our friend that has sore, uh, broken knees because of a fall. We lift them both up to you to ask for your will to be done and for you to supernaturally touch them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number, and uh, we're taking your calls and your questions um, got all open lines, and it has been a flavor of prayer today, so great. You never know what the uh, show's going to be. It always has a different flavor to it. The Holy Spirit's moving in different ways. And so you can call with a prayer request. You can call with a question. Uh, give it to us, 303 690 336-0897. Very encouraged to see around the Colorado that uh, counties are asking for and receiving variances. I just saw El Paso County received a variance. I know Douglas County received a variance. Um, looking forward to Tri-County Health or Arapahoe County or Denver County. Get churches back together. Um, I was I was by uh, King Super's I wasn't by, I was at King Supers. Um, half the people had no masks. And the sign on the door caught my eye. It said 847. So I walked up to it. Unfortunately, it was behind the automatic sensor. So I couldn't get a picture of it uh, except through pl- panes of glass. But I was able to read it. And what it generally said is that uh, the state of Colorado will allow up to 847 people at one time in King Supers. And for you guys listening on the East Coast, uh, that is the supermarket here. So you can um, remove King Supers and insert your own supermarket name. And yet churches in the state of Colorado still have, uh, I read the order, the order says an encouragement, not a demand, an encouragement. And so the state is still encouraging churches not to meet except for those places where they variances and it just doesn't make any sense uh, at all and it it doesn't make uh, any sense whatsoever 
And so be looking for churches to open up. Uh, be looking for churches to gather together. Be looking for churches to follow whatever ordinances and whatever suggestions that are happening, uh, because it's been enough. And it, it, there is no um, there is no care and concern for the spiritual well being of the citizens of Colorado right now from the state, and and that's wrong. It's not from the Lord. Um, so three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Uh, we're going to head out to York County, Pennsylvania. Dwayne is calling. Dwayne, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, um, last week or so when I called about um, the job interview that I had at Hemp Brothers, well, for all intents and purposes, I got the job. I go in uh, on the second, fill out the paperwork, and then got to do the, the drug test and DOT physical, so... The following week or so, I should be starting that job. So that's like a praise, and I like to pray that I go through the training good, and and as I get the job and and through going through the job because I'm driving the dump truck that that I'm safe behind the wheel and don't hurt myself and don't hurt anybody else. Man, and that's so encouraging. Yeah, let's pray. God, we um, we come to you with a praise report with Dwayne and. Thank you for the job, and we praise you for it. And now, of course, we pray for all the details, uh, his safety, his your care and concern for him, that, that he'd pass the physical and he'd be able to uh, provide for the needs of his family through this new, uh, this new position and this new role. Not only that, God, but also you would provide him the opportunity to be a witness and a light uh, in a very dark world. And you take him around as he drives and runs his route and and does what he's uh, supposed to be doing, God, but you're also taking him as the church, and you're scattering the church in so many different areas and so many different places. So bless him, Lord, and we look forward to even another call uh, giving us feedback of what you're doing now through this new position. And I think of others, Lord, that this pandemic has caused a lot of unemployment. Um, 40 million, I think, was the number I saw, and that's a lot of salaries, a lot of homes, a lot of families, a lot of children that no longer have income uh, or have limited income or have unemployment income now. And, and it's, it's a super challenging time. And so I thank you one at a time, like Dwayne, giving employment according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, and have a good one. Okay, bro. Bye-bye. See you. All right. We have uh, all lines open, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000, taking your calls and your questions, and just really open to a work of of God's Holy Spirit uh, over the radio. Uh, It's amazing. Um, It's amazing to to see uh, the the wonderful work of God. Um, Just watching it um, happen right before our eyes. And here, I just got a copy of the El Paso, you guys down on 1017, uh, the El Paso um, Alternative Suppression Plan for pace, Places of Worship. They, they're going to have a total occupancy of 25% and have a social distancing of six feet in all directions. Um, best efforts to confirm contact information. And it's good stuff. Um, congratulations, you guys. Um for the variance, even though I don't think you need a variance because the state never required it, just encouraged it. So um, 
but I'm thankful for you leaders that are stepping up and doing it. Uh, and this is not a very complicated document. So any county, any health department could do this uh, to give a variance for, and this one's in specifically for places of worship uh, as already declared essential businesses. And I'm just calling on the leaders of, El, of Tri-County Health and Arapahoe County and City of Aurora. Somebody take a stand. Uh, somebody stand up and put up, send a document to the state and say, give a variance. All right, we'll be back. Um, this is Calvary Live. You hear the music. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to Calvary Live, taking your calls and your questions. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, Grateful that you've chosen to join us today. 303-690-3000. That's the number to dial. Uh, Text me at 720-336-0897. And uh, we're here in the second half of our program and uh, grateful that you've chosen to join us. So we've got full lines. Let's just jump right back into... Uh, our phone calls today. Walt is in Keensburg, Colorado. Walt, welcome to the program. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. I guess uh, um, I don't know if you want me to lead in my question. Uh, I just was had some questions regarding the rapture and sure what scriptures I might find. Um, I know it's from what I understand it's referring to like the book of Revelation and uh, the church being raptured or something from, I'm just, I don't understand what, uh, if I could get some more scriptures to study about that subject. Uh, Yeah, I can give you quite a few things. Um, I just recently wrote, uh, because I've taught Bible studies on this, but I also just recently wrote an article for my website that lays this all out. Uh, matter of fact, I'm looking at the article now. It's called "What Is the Rapture of the Church," and uh, one of the one of the most important passages in all the Bible when it comes to the rapture is First Thessalonians chapter four, verse seventeen. It says, "Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord." And so the coming again of Jesus Christ to gather his church to himself is known as the rapture of the church. And a lot of times people will say, you know, I don't think the rapture, the doctrine of the rapture is real because we don't find that word in the Bible. And it just really depends on what on what version of the Bible you're reading. Because the word you want to look at is the phrase in 1 Thessalonians 4.17. It's the phrase caught up. And the Greek word there, because the New Testament, the original language of the New Testament is Greek. And so the Greek word there is the word harpazo. 
and it means to be taken by force, to be caught away or plucked up. But when they chose to, to translate that Greek word into Latin, they used a word called raptus. And you know, a lot of our English words come to us from Latin and Greek. They're derivatives. So the word rapture actually is a derivative of the Latin word raptus that's translated here in 1 Thessalonians 4.17. And it's a glorious doctrine. It is that the rapture is that time uh, that can happen in any moment when Jesus Christ will return without warning to take his church from the earth. Uh, and we believe that it's going to happen before the Great Tribulation period described in the Revelation. Um, but if you go to my website, brother, edtaylor.org, and you just put in the search bar rapture, uh, there's quite a few articles on the rapture and so many uh, scripture references. Well, yeah, and, and I, you know, I'm, I've got a healthy prayer life that, you know, I've been Good. growing in in my spiritual maturity. Um, this is, I guess, the subject of rapture. I'm, I mean, I'm 54 years old now. I got saved when I was 14, and I got baptized when I was 15. And uh, I was at an Assembly of God church, and uh, it was, you know, that was, I guess, the... Uh, the denomination, I don't know how it goes, but they were uh, Pentecostal. Yes. And I guess, and that, uh, um, that's the, like one of my first churches that I went to when I got saved. And then uh, just from moving around and different relationships and friendships and trying to stay within the church body and, you know, having that uh, contact, I went to, you know, Baptist churches and, and uh, <laughs> there were a few other things that uh, um, you know, some of the other churches that uh, they teach a different doctrine. A whole, they don't even teach out of the Bible. Oh, but wow. um, yeah, that, I you know I just kind of caught or found myself there. That's why uh, I guess somebody that called earlier they were speaking about you know finding yourself in a situation or something, and then just like keep your mouth shut or something. And that's kind of how I felt uh, a few times. I was with the LDS church, and I I just visited one time. But yeah, uh, stay clear of uh, the LDS group yeah. and the Mormon Mormon teaching is not consistent with the Bible. No, they they lost me as soon as they were talking about the marriages and stuff that they're going to have in heaven. And well, I just right away, I just thought, whoa, whoa, um, where can you show me where we? To not <laughs> listen to the to the gospel. That's right. You know, that's they they just totally lost me on that. That's I don't even know. <laughs> but no, you know, like sure. I heard somebody saying something about just staying rooted in the word, and that way the spirit. You know, because we have to depend greatly on the spirit and not on our own understanding. Right. And the spirit of God leads. He's, you know, in the presence of this spirit, that I just wanted to thank you for for your time and and what you do, your radio stations, and you know, for what you do, because it's uh, you're welcome, my brother. It We're... does uh, answer some of my questions, and uh, good. And uh, you know, just the presence of the Lord through the Holy Spirit. Like I said, there's things that uh, we do and in, in our prayer lives that uh, 
we can come up with our relationship, personal relationship with God and through the Holy Spirit. He He just leads us and uh, able to use us to uh, get clarity on. Sometimes it's a simple question that some people like, like me, like myself, I seem to stumble on easy things, but uh, it's uh, pretty encouraging to to get direction and help and guidance. Well, thanks for calling, and, and make sure you uh, check those articles out. There's also Bible studies on on our website, too, on the topic of the rapture. It's a fascinating, encouraging, a life-changing truth to live with the, uh, the sense and the urgency of the soon return of Jesus. It'll change your life. <laughs> God bless you, man. Bye-bye. God bless. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number, and I'm glad I started writing on that. I know we have them in Bible study form, but but I started putting them on the, I started writing out those truths <clears throat> on the uh, on my blog, on my website, edtaylor.org. There's quite a bit. I write on grief. Uh, I write on, uh, you know, grief, leadership, uh, life, and just general Bible studies, um, Whatever I'm motivated to, I used to be a lot more regular huh, in um, in writing and, and just time-wise, it's been super challenging, but uh, I'm sure as the Lord continues uh, to free us up, we'll, I'll have opportunity to write and relaunch our podcast again. Uh, all right, we're going to go over to Moses in Fort Collins. Moses, welcome to the program. Hey, I feel very welcome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so yeah, what's uh, up? my question was regarding, so I, I uh, lead a small Bible study for my church um, okay. at home, and I had a, a close friend in the study recently come out, and he's open with the public now saying that he's homosexual, and we've had a few conversations about it, and, you know, we've gone over scripture about it, and it's, it's somebody who claims to, you know, accept the Word of God as, as true and, and life-giving, and I was just wondering if you had some wisdom or just any pointers on ways that I could minister to him. Well, we certainly want to help him. Uh, we want to come alongside of him and can, and bring, you know, be a tool in God's hands to convince him of the sinful decisions that he's making. And rarely does a full frontal approach work with somebody like this, because in order to get the the courage and the bravery to announce this publicly, and and you've got to make a series of decisions to get to that point. And and once you've identified with a people group. And it's associated with your feelings, and you're enjoying the lifestyle. Uh, taking a full frontal argument, you know, arguing or just going straight head on, um, most likely won't be the, you know, the way to handle it. However, it might, you know, you may feel like you just have to be super direct, and that's cool. Um, but I think that the idea of of taking him out of the group and having a personal conversation with him would be best. Um, number one, um, I'm reading through the way the question was asked to the screener. You know, if, if he wants to be a part, if a person wants to be a part of the body of Christ and they claim to be a believer and they openly and willfully choose and even champion that choice of living in sin, we have an obligation as the body of Christ to confront that person in love on sin, uh, call them to repentance and, you know, according to Matthew 18, if there's no repentance, then they will be, you know, in a, they'll be in a place where church discipline has to take place. 
Uh, it would be good for you to review 1 Corinthians chapter 1, because although homosexuality was not the sin there, the sin there was, for, was sexual sin, and sexual sin was confronted um, very directly. And the person was unrepentant, and as a result, that person was removed from fellowship. And the reason the person was removed from fellowship was to bring him to the place of repentance. And if you read from 1 Corinthians to 2 Corinthians, you, you realize that God's way worked. Uh, God's way worked. And, and that's, you know, that's a very encouraging thing that um, the Holy Spirit would show us that sexual sin is, is very damaging to the body of Christ and requires us to face it head on and relationally. And we're going to want to stay connected to this guy, you know. We're going to want to stay connected to him. Uh, we're going to want to stay friends with him, to be available to him. But there's no way that we can approve of his behavior. And, you know, maybe he's in a place, there's so many maybes. He might be in a place of confusion. He might be taking advantage of someone. Uh, he might be take, being, he might be in a position where he's being taken advantage of because of his confusion. You know, there's a lot of things going on. He could be, you know, all outright just fully convinced and nobody's going to change my mind. But because you have a mutual relationship that connects to the Bible, the Bible is pretty clear. And once again, we have resources on this. We had, we had a man by the name of Christopher Yuan uh, come out to our church a couple years ago, uh, and I interviewed him. Uh, if you go to our website, calvaryco.church, uh, he not only taught with his parents and gave his testimony, but he did a couple of of seminars or you know Q and A sessions, teaching sessions. And if you just go to our website and put in the word uh, Y U A N, that's his last name, or you put in the word homosexual, uh, we have studies related to that topic. And I, I just I like to take the approach of coming alongside and reasoning with people. I don't in any way um, I don't in any way uh, minimize the truth. I don't in any any way uh, compromise with someone's behavior. Um, but I have also learned that I'm not quick to just jump into someone's face and declare to them that they that this is uh, a sin. I mean, I'm going to tell them that, but I'm going to deliver it in a way that that will be received. Because I believe me, if the guy's around the church and he's been in Bible studies, he already knows it's a sin. Uh, and he's just chosen not to believe that. Yeah, understood. It's, uh, it's difficult to, you know, hear the whole... I know people have been, like you said, kind of taken out of the fellowship and things like that. And it's just difficult to hear things like that. Cause, man, I, I mean, I love my friend so much. Yes. It's a tough, it's a tough thing to go through, and hey man, I'm I'm grateful for your wisdom, sure, and I'll definitely look up. Uh, yeah, his name is Christopher Yuan, and and he's wrote written a couple books. His testimony with his parents. He's he's written a book on on uh, holy sexuality, so that you can be equipped to answer some of these questions. And and then what I did when we taught through this, I tackled some of the most uh, challenging verses in the Bible that those in the homosexual community like to jump on and say, see, uh, the, you know, like for example, the relation, the friendship between David and Jonathan, they'll say, see, David and Jonathan were homosexuals. And so I just jump right into that text and answer the question. Um, I'm not ashamed to let the Bible say what it says. And, and they weren't. 
Um, in no way does the Bible indicate they had a homosexual relationship at all, and neither does the Bible affirm. And I know that because that's a cultural thing right now, it's homosexuality is getting a lot of attention, but adultery, fornication, pornography, all of those sins are in the same category of sexual sin. And, and I'm not going to call out one group over and above the other. Sexual sin is, is wreaking great uh, havoc in men and women's lives, and it's just sad. Sure. That that's actually how it uh, how it came up. Is we were we were we were discussing sexual sin. And it was it was a time pretty much a time of confession for all of us. So, so I'm grateful that you know we were willing to to hear it and, and know where he's at. Yes. Yeah, and and I think because you're his friend, I don't want you to miss that. Um, there I, a lot of times too when people come out and start to do really uh, sinful things, all the Christians abandon them. And I just don't think that's a God's heart. Uh, I know we can't share in some things, and I know like we're not going to be able to go to some bar with him. Or I, like, there's a lot that we're not going to be able to do. I get that, but there's a lot that we can do. We can share a cup of coffee. We can share a meal. And again, I know it even gets to a place where where there's an unrepentant place where we're not even to share a meal with them. But I don't think that's the first step. I think that's the last, last, last step. Why? Because Jesus. Was oh, He was around sinners so much, they accused him of being one. Can you imagine that? They accused him of being a glutton, a drunk. Like, he was around. He was around the people that needed him the most. And I think as believers, we also need to be around the people that need us the most. Yeah, definitely. I love that so much. And I try so hard to try to implement that mentality into the way that I live my life. You know, we... So people who are well have no need for a physician, but it's those who are. I definitely, definitely would love to continue seeing how it is that I can apply that uh, into this study and just into my life in general. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the Lord's going to honor that. Let me, can I pray for you? Definitely, please. Father, I pray for my brother as he um, as he f- walks in this new season with his friend. I pray for his friend too, you know, because. What a what a confusing time, what a challenging time, um, what what a hard time, but but I know that you have connected them together, and and I just think it's you know it's super challenging, but it's not beyond your ability to love and care, and serve, and so we look forward to hearing Moses' um, testimony of how he's been able to be involved in his friend's life. And thank you for the guys like Christopher Yuan, too, that have a testimony where he fully lived uh, in this lifestyle for many, many years. And because of a praying mom, it's just so cool, because of a praying mom, he's a champion for holy righteousness and a champion of the gospel today. So thank you for that, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I do have one more really quick question, if that's okay. Um, yeah, it's perfectly okay. I, Go ahead. Okay, sweet. Something that I shared with him and the rest of the group when this was going on is um, I told them that my goal isn't to change anybody or to, to correct them necessarily, but just to put more of Jesus into their lives. Well, well, is that like a, is that okay with me to say? Is that? Well, let me ask you a question. Is Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that you don't want to change anyone? 
I really believe that it's not my job to do that. Like, I love the idea that Jesus Christ and the Word would be, you know, the actual agent of change in someone's life. And I have the opportunity to pour both of those things into people's lives. It's kind of the way I see it. But I just don't know if that's, you know, wrong or right of me. Well, I would say if you really believe it, then it's absolutely okay to say it. But I, And I do understand what you're saying, that we recognize and admit that we can't change anyone. It is a work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I can tell you from my perspective, I'm not able to say that because I do want to convince you and I do want to see your change, your mind changed. But I think what you're trying to say is probably similar to what I'm trying to say, and that is I don't want to come off as a jerk I don't want to come off as somebody that doesn't love you or doesn't care or that my only goal is to change your mind um, because I my only goal isn't just to change your mind. My goal is to convince you of the love of God. Uh, and my goal when I preach the gospel is that I would be faithful to God in opening up the Bible and and that my teaching would be done in the even in the show now, people listening. Like my teaching would be done in a way that I'm exercising the gift, the spiritual gift of pastor teacher, and that I would be used of God to change you. Um, but I, I know, I know, and I, you know, having spoken with you, I understand what you're trying to communicate. But I just don't, I don't want to come off like I'm, I'm not confident either, right? Because the Bible says uh, in Romans chapter one, Paul said, "I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation." For all those who believe, for the Jew first and also for the Greek, and and so there's a there's there's a sensitivity that I don't want to be so confident that I forget you're a human, and that you um, are precious in the sight of God, and you're not just a project, you're a person. But at the same time, if somebody encounters me and they have an alternative view of God, I have every purpose to change their mind, and I have every purpose to gently, lovingly, and carefully give them a reason for the hope that lies within me. So I think that the timidity that you might have, um, I think it's, I have a feeling you do want to convince them, um, but what you're saying is not like, it's not bad, it's not sinful. Um, so whatever approach you take with your personality, I, I tend to have a stronger personality, so I guess I come off stronger at times, but... I do want to develop a relationship with someone, and I want to convince them, um, and I'm not ashamed that I want that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I think that, yeah, I think you're right in terms of the whole timidity thing. Uh, I mean, I'm usually, honestly, the complete opposite of that, but I think this is a <laughs> new experience for me that I can see how I could come off that way. But yeah, I mean, Jesus, in John 15, before he, he was put to the cross, he says pretty clearly that, you know, we bear much fruit as so proof to be the Lord's disciples. And so I do want to see a change. And I do want to see, you know, the the reaping of fruit. And I want to, I think that it would be really clear, you know, when Jesus is in somebody's heart. And so, yeah, I can definitely see what you're saying. And I really am grateful for, for your perspective on that. Yeah, great question. So, you know, I think that God's going to use you, and He is using you, because these things are coming up around you. And you'll be, I believe you will have more influence on this brother uh, and this man than I will. And, and so that's why God's put you so close to him. All right. Thanks for calling. Here we are coming up on the end of the program. Let's see if we have any more calls waiting. Uh, we don't. And so if you want to call, we've got about seven minutes, six minutes. Uh, 
303-690-3000. And it's an interesting time in which we're living. Um, this pandemic is and the restrictions that have been placed on businesses and people are going on the 12th, on, uh, depending on where you're from, on the 12th week, three months, a quarter of the year. And I'm grateful for everyone that cooperated with the restrictions. I'm grateful for everyone that chose to cooperate. And it, it, it hasn't been easy, especially in the light of following the encouragement in the order of the, of the governor of Colorado where he simply encourages churches not to gather. So for you churches that have been following that encouragement, uh, it, there's no wording in there that it's a mandate just an encouragement. I appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, and and so um, really, really good. Uh, but I know that time is coming to a close real soon here. As many of the... I, I just can't believe Tri-County Health and Arapahoe County hasn't submitted something to the governor. And that to, the, I, I heard today on the governor's clergy call, he hasn't done anything either. And I just don't believe the governor has the best interests of the church community at all. Um, most of the church community probably didn't vote for him. Uh, most of the church community probably wouldn't vote for him. And he has made so many good, pragmatic decisions for our state uh, in, in his leadership, but he has completely ignored the church. Uh, just not at all with the mind of Christ toward the church. And so if you're looking to pray for something, pray for our governor, pray for the leaders of your city council, of the county in which you live in, or even the health department, whoever wants to take the lead. And if other counties can have variances, I mean, literally, the virus doesn't see county lines. Uh, it doesn't say, oh, wait, 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 I'm on Parker Road going south, and I'm, I'm passing Arapahoe Road, and oh, I'm in Douglas County, I can't go any farther. It doesn't do, he, the virus doesn't do that. The virus doesn't discriminate on people, but it also doesn't know what a county line is. Uh, so whether you're in El Paso or Douglas or um, who else, I, I'm not sure wherever their variances have come, but for goodness sake, um, Pastor Co um, Mayor Kaufman, the leaders of the Tri-County Health, the Arapahoe County, stand up and submit a plan and let churches meet again, um, even though churches, according to the order, were not forbidden to meet. That's pretty clear uh, in the order. So let's quickly go over to Lloyd in Aurora. has a question. We've got about two minutes. Lloyd, welcome to the program, bro. Hey, hey Pastor. Uh, just wanted to ask if you could give some advice. Uh, I'm a caregiver, and um, I've actually been in quarantine like uh, more than 12 weeks <laughs> with the family, you know, helping yes. them. Um, and it is really, I'm really trying to grasp the whole idea of just denying myself, basically what you've been talking about. Uh, being patient with people, uh, pers uh, perseverance. Um, so I, I just wanted to see if you had some maybe six favorite <laughs> uh, deny yourself uh, verses like you were talking about today. Um, well, well, there's quite a bit. You know, I think of Jesus saying in Matthew chapter uh, 14, or excuse me, chapter 16, that it, whenever any of us want to follow him, we need to deny ourselves and take up the cross and follow him. Uh, and, and just your mindset of it, as it keeps coming up with the close proximity and the challenges you have in your caregiving, the Holy Spirit is with you, reminding you of his love and his care and concern for you. 
Um, what I suggest you do is email me the topics you want versus, and I have no problem um, shooting out plenty of topics that you can meditate on. Perseverance, endurance, denying yourself, loving others. Uh, I got plenty to I got plenty to share. Just email me. Yeah, that'd be totally awesome. I mean, because, uh, yeah, like, you know, for example, this weekend and probably not even for a few more weeks, I won't be able to go back to, to church at Aurora. Um, yes. Even though you guys are opening it up. And, like, I'm totally just, like, bummed out about it because, you know, I, w- I want to be with the brothers and sisters. I want to grow in my relationships and, you know, just being available to God. But it's like I'm inside and can't go anywhere. Yeah, and it's a great um, at great self sacrifice. You're making these choices, but I know that God rewards sacrifice. And and look how far you know. Look how far you've come so far. And I know God's going to take you all the way through. So email me, Lloyd, and I'll send you yeah. some stuff. Okay. Right on. Sweet. Thanks, Seth. Uh, all right. Join us online this weekend. Uh, we're going to be online. Uh, CalvaryCO.live is the online link, or you can go to our website, CalvaryCO.church. And uh, we're broadcasting live right from the sanctuary at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Um, Something we've been doing for many, many years and we're going to continue to do as we prepare to gather again. It's coming, folks. Uh, And we're looking forward to it. It's coming in the will of God. So God bless you guys. Appreciate um, uh, the privilege of serving you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.